everybody. Welcome to Idol Chat. Thank you so much for listening. I am Jonathan Idol, a.k.a. Johnny Idol. Thank you for being here, and we are back with another episode of Chit Chat with Bessie. Hello. Hello. So, first things first, well, why don't we get this out of the way? We'll talk about this week's giveaway, our latest oh, giveaway. What do you our got? sparkly new giveaway, our first thing that's not edible. Well, yeah. well you could eat it. But. It's not recommended to eat. Right. So last week I gave a plug for Sozel Candle Company, our friends that uh, own this candle company. Awesome products, awesome people. Really excited to do a giveaway with their candles. So we're going to give away two jar candles. Large, large, full-size large jar candles, yeah. Yep, a certain amount of ounces that I don't know. Right, right. And the entry will be to post a candle gif on the comment section of the giveaway post from the Idle Chat Facebook page. Correct. So you just go on that page, look for the post that we'll put up probably as soon as this episode airs, and put the best of the candle gifts, whichever ones we like the best. We'll pick two winners and, 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 don't and you forget get them. Don't forget who's talking to you right now. We're a couple of weirdos. Yeah, we so. like weird stuff, Yeah, man. so let's have fun with it, guys. And you can, you can submit more than... Make us giggle, than, you, you win a candle. Yeah, you can submit more than one if you like and just have some fun with it. So, And there's literally no catch, guys. Just, uh, no catch. Just go on there and, and, uh, and give it a shot. Okay, great. Oh, man. All right. So We well, can send it to you or you could come pick it up. Yeah. You know. Yeah, whatever. Let us know. We'll figure it out. I like it. Perfect. I like it. I'm excited. I am too. All right, so light up the world. You have a, a great plan for this week's episode, and what is it, Bessie? Oh, this is a good one. We talked about doing this before. It is the underlying origin of nursery rhymes. Yeah. So, so I'm sure you have you've heard that a lot of nursery rhymes have some really dark history. Yeah. But yeah. not all of them do. Like ashes to ashes, they all fall down. That's supposed to be it's about a, the black it's a, plague. It's a, it's a, slow oh. your roll, boy. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'll edit that out. We'll edit that out. Anyway, our game for this is that I'm going to tell you a nursery rhyme, yep. and then you're going to have to guess if it has a normal happy meaning okay, or a dark, scary meaning. Okay. And for extra points, even though there's no points, do I can I try to give the meaning? Yes. I'm really, really nervous about this. It's gonna be so much fun. Oh, I know it is, but I'm really nervous about it. And I you don't guys know in podcast land can play along too. Yeah, play along. And as as you guys can notice, I'm sure, once again, one of us has done a lot of work for this episode, and the other one is me. So <laughs> You're fun on the fly though. Am I? Yeah, All right. man. All right. We'll give it a try. All right, so a lot of these would also be called lullabies. Yes. Any idea where the term lullaby comes from? Lull, to to lull someone to sleep. Mm. To, that that's really all I have. That sounds really nice. It's not it, is it? Wow, what a nice way to look at it. It's not it at all. No, is it? it comes from Jewish folklore, meaning Lilith, abai, a b i. Okay. Uh, Lilith, of course, was a succubus. Of course. And abai means go away. So Lilith abai or lullaby would be basically telling Lilith the succubus to leave the children alone so that they could sleep peacefully. So did the saying lull someone to sleep, did it come from that, I wonder? Yeah, I would assume so. Wow, very interesting. That's great. Isn't that great? That's really cool. Go away, succubus. 
Goodbye, succubus. So if I ever just want to just get you to leave me alone, all I have to do is say lullaby? Well, that might make me tell you a lullaby or sing you a lullaby. Okay. Either way. All right, what do you got? My name's Elizabeth, not Lilith. Sorry. true. (laughs) All right, so let's start off with three blind mice. Okay. You've seen how they run. Yeah, okay. I think... First... Good yeah. or bad? Uh, I it's I believe happy or scary. I believe it's scary. Okay. It's dark and I believe it had something to do with three like politicians or something. Ah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, you're onto something yeah. there. Yeah. Right. So the farmer's right wife in Three Blind Mice refers to Queen Mary the 1st, okay. otherwise known as Bloody Mary. Mm. The Three Blind Mice were noblemen who were convicted of plotting against Queen Mary and as a result she had them burned alive at the stake. So she didn't cut off their tails with a carving no. knife. Mm-mm. Okay. Nope. So I was close. No tails were harmed. <laughs> Just the necks of the noblemen. What a fun little happy song, Three Blind Mice. It's great. Oh, our children. <laughs> okay, next, Muffin yes. Man. Do you Muffin know the Man. Muffin Man? I do know the Muffin Man. Um, I, I have no idea, so I'm just going to guess that it is. it has a dark meaning. That's my guess. Ooh, the Muffin Man's out to get you. Yeah, it's creepy. So why? Well, I don't know. Any I, Any extra bonus points on this one? Mm. who the muffin man could be or what they're warning against or mm. why you think it would be bad he, his jeans were too tight and he had a muffin top belly popping Ooh, over the that's top. very scary it is right in this selfie culture that's I tough i wonder if he was using something gross for to make baked goods oh <laughs> like a like a sweeney todd scenario yeah yeah <laughs> all right the muffin man in pre-supermarket days Fresh foods would have been purchased from an individual vendor rather than grocery store. A butcher, a greengrocer, and you guessed it, a muffin man. All this has to do with is the muffin man that would deliver you baked goods. Literally. Yep. Okay, so I was wrong. This yeah, is so that was a happy ending on that it one. It was, actually. Yeah. This is a This is a brief look into what goes on between my ears every day. Okay, <laughs> like, you know, there's like, you know... Okay, all right. To be fair, it was easier to find the negative ones compared to the positive ones. I'm sure. But I was really happy to see that the Muffin Man didn't have to be tainted in our minds. That's good. All right, let's go with uh, Ring Around the Rosie. Pocket full of posies, ashes, ashes, they all fall down. And you alluded to this in the beginning. I did. Can you guess if it's good or bad? It's bad. Uh Uh-huh, you think? It's bad, and I can't remember what the... uh, the (sighs) It has to do with the Black Plague, ashes, because they burn the bodies. And I can't remember, pocket full of posies, was that to keep flowers on you, to keep from the, from the, the smell of death around you? Bing, 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 bing. You get all the bonus points on that one. Yeah? Yeah. All right. In reference to the Black Death in Europe around 1347, it would appear as black sores on your body. People stuffed posies, which were flowers, into their pockets so they couldn't smell the dead bodies that were piling up everywhere. Which, as you know, all you have to do is put a, p- a flower in your pocket and you won't smell anything. You won't smell anything. Decomposing. Nothing. No, no carcasses. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah, it's like fresh as a daisy. Yeah, that's it. Uh, they began to burn the bodies so the infection would no longer spread, which refers to all of the ashes. 
the Black Death wiped out a significant 20% of the world's population, which <laughs> signifies we all fall down. Wow. Okay. I was Crazy. right. I was right. Yeah. I heard there were some people that were like arguing against that theory. Yeah, I'm sure there are naysayers yeah, for everything. Yeah, so, but that's just... I mean, there are people that still think the earth is round, so... That the true, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, let's go to Mary Mary, quite contrary. How does your garden grow? Okay. Is it... Was she a queen? Was she a queen? You gotta give me the good or bad, baby. It's bad. Dun, dun, dun. It's bad, but I don't remember the details. No deets on this one? Nope. Well, you're correct. Okay. We're headed on back over to Queen Mary I, Bloody Mary. She's kind of a celebrity when it comes oh, to bad nursery rhymes. Her. Yeah. Bloody Mary. The rhyme was written to heckle her at, at her time on the throne. Contrary was an average term used to describe her nature of leadership. How does your garden grow? Was mocking her inability to produce living children. I mean, that's kind of mean, but she was. She, she had a lot of blood on yeah, her she hands. She wasn't a great person, yeah. So, um, she was always widely known for murdering over two hundred eighty people. So, silver bells and cockle shells were in regards to her torture devices. Oh, pretty maids all in a row was in reference to her numerous miscarriages and our dead bodies she accumulated over her five year reign. Well, that's horrible. Yes. I mean, what was her problem? I mean, Did she get like one too many spam phone calls? Yeah. And she was just like, set the world ablaze. That's what it was. Yeah. That's probably Man. what it was. Mary, get it together. <laughs> you can't live that way. No. Okay. Let's go with, uh, let's go with Yankee Doodle. He went to town. Riding on his pony. Yeah. This is what always confused me, too, is like when this was written and it says uh, stuck a feather in his cap and called it macaroni. Did yeah, why would he do that? I don't know. But did we have macaroni here then at the time? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. I think it's going. I love this one. I oh. think it's. A, I, th I don't know, but I'm going. I have a 50-50 shot. I'm going you to. You do. I'm going to guess that this is a, a, a positive one. By assuming that you have a 50-50 shot. You are neglecting the gray area of in between. Oh, this is true. So I'm going to put this in with that gray mishmash area. Okay. It's kind of it's kind of mean, like kind of bullying, but uh, it's not terrible. Nobody okay. dies here. Okay. So Yankee Doodle with his macaroni. Though Americans, especially those in the Northeast, may call themselves Yanks proudly enough now. It's clear that Yankee Doodle is a silly figure in this classic ditty which dates back to the revolutionary era. It actually seems like nonsense. Who would confuse a feather for elbow pasta? Who would? At the time, however, macaroni was the favored food of London dandies, and the word had become to refer the height of fashion. So in other words, they used the word macaroni to speak to high fashion. It was like the hip term for chicness macaroni yeah like that hoodie you're wearing right now is macaroni yeah man this is macaroni <laughs> at least i call it that british soldiers who originally sang the verse were insulting american colonists by implying they were such hicks which i take offense to <laughs> they thought putting feathers in their hats made them as hip and stylish as london socialites okay yeah and then he's using the word macaroni so yankee doodle 
was such a idiot yeah. that he thought by putting a feather in his hat he was well, high society. I don't think that's a gray area. I think that's a that's a that's. I mean, that's it's insulting. It's kind of bullying, but yeah, it, I mean, they're not you know yeah. dismembering him. How about Little Miss Muffet? Oh man! I think you dated her in high school, didn't you? Twice, sadly. I oh my man! The first time. I can't believe she took you back after what you did. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. All right. <laughs> uh, okay, these are all. I I heard this one before. <sighs> I don't. What? Well, <sighs> Happy or frightful? Frightful. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Um. I don't know what though. But I, I oh. guess frightful. What does uh the spider represent? I don't know. Um, Came along and sat down beside her. What could it be? The devil? Yes, it's the devil. <gasps> yes, that's my guess. The devil. What oh is it? Oh, my gosh. She was just eating and then the devil sat down? Yeah. Man, she was oh in Georgia. Man. She was in Georgia. I did hear he went down there. Yeah. Uh, he was looking for something... Uh, the soul to steal. Uh, no, actually, this is perfectly. You steered me. I did. I steered you astray, just like the devil would. And I'm sitting beside you. You're the devil. You're <laughs> sitting across from me, to be <laughs> fair. So, all uh, right, what is it? Yeah. So, Little Miss Muffet is exactly what the poem says. Just a girl sitting there eating her curds and whey. Yes. So Little Miss Muffet was the daughter of Thomas Muffet, a notorious physician and entomologist from, yes. from the 16th century. I, I read this. Yes. He was the author of a scientific illustrated guide about insects. Okay. Little Miss Muffet was a girl named Patience, who was Dr. Muffet's stepdaughter. The lyrics probably tell the story of an incident when Patience ran away from her back from her breakfast, being frightened by a spider from Dr. Muffet's collection. And I also wrote down this because I didn't know there was a second verse to it. Okay. So we all know Little Miss Muffet sat on her tuffet eating her curds and whey. Along came a spider, sat down beside her, and scared Little Miss Muffet away. Something like that, yeah. So the second verse goes like this. Little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet eating her bread and jam. Along came a spider while she was drinking her cider, and she ran away and her shoes fell off. (laughs) That can't really be it. That's it. (laughs) She ran away and her shoes fell off. Wait, okay, one more time. Say that again, please. One more time. Little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet eating her bread and jam. Along came a spider while she was drinking her cider and she ran away and her shoes fell off. I don't know if they know this or not, or if they knew this or not, but that doesn't rhyme. Oh my God, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping you ask me one because I know the answer to one. I'm hoping. Is it Little Jack Horner? It is not. Tell me, please. Little Jack Horner. I'm going to, I bet it's, it has, it is negative, has, yeah, it has a negative meaning and I bet it has, like, just like all of these other ones that have a name in them, it has to do with, it's, it's bashing somebody, a a well-known person. That's really all I have. Okay. Okay. Do you think it's bashing Jack or I'm not falling into this trap again. I, I, listen, I'm just trying to pull some things out of you. I think it's somebody named Kind of round out your theory. Jack or the nickname Jack. or okay. they change. Yeah, that's what I think. All right. All right. Well, I loved this. I actually wrote this whole thing. Well, I didn't write it. I copied and pasted it. It's pretty interesting. So little Jack Horner, he's the guy that stuck his thumb in a pie. Yeah, right. Pulled out a plum. Right. 
and said, what a good boy am I? Yes. Seems like nonsense. So this is talking about the dissolution of the monasteries. Oh. Henry VIII basically stole property from the Catholic Church, but under his rule. So, you know, he can do no wrong. Jack, as we know, is actually Thomas Horner. They use the word Jack as like a mischievous person, you know, so that was kind of a nickname. But Thomas Horner was a steward to the abbot of Glastonbury during the reign of Henry VIII. So the story goes that he was entrusted to take some title deeds of properties from the Catholic Church to Henry VIII as a bribe, basically saying, here's a bunch of these titles. Now let us keep our main monastery where it is. Right. You know, you can have all this land, but we just want this one. Right. So saying that it was baked into a pie, the pie was in reference to concealed documents. Okay. So you could conceal anything, and that was like considered to be baked into a pie, I guess. So he took the pie, quote unquote, with these titles to the king, but instead of delivering the bribe to Henry VIII, he took one uh, uh, for himself. In this case, it was a place called Mel's Manor, and he thought he was very clever for doing that. So he was still able to bring the bribe to Henry VIII, give him all the land, keep the one where his family lived, and neither side of the deal knew about this. Okay. Yeah. Well, they must have known about it. They wrote a song about it. Yeah, somebody knew and leaked the info, and now we sing. But they said Jack Horner, so there was no way for them to to really know that it was Thomas. Yeah, there's no way to find (laughs) out. Right. The other thing I thought interesting was that the king wasn't keeping the land for himself. He was distributing it amongst his supporters. So if there was an uprising, he would have everybody flanked on his side. right, Right. Man, oh, man. Isn't history crazy? Crazy. Crazy. All right. Jack Horner. Mystery solved. Yeah. That's all I've got, man. Uh, I thought they were f- they were a couple of fun ones. They are very. That is very good. I, I did write down the lyrics to Oh My Darling Clementine. Okay, yeah. Could you? We. I wanted to bring that up. I'm really glad you said because I would have forgotten because I forget everything. But mm. we went over the lyrics to this the other night. Mm-hmm. And you fully committed to the gimmick. It's you fascinating. S- you sang. Uh, you sang it all seventy-eight verses. Oh no, there's how many verses? There's like five verses. Seventy-seven. No, no. I, I just think. counted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go. Should I do it? Well, whatever you want. Do it. You can either read them or sing them. Whatever you Should want. Should I do the rendition? Yes, please. The way that it was written. Yes, please. Okay, I'm gonna skip the choruses because we all know the chorus. Yeah, I think you have to do that. I think you have to do that one once, like one time, like the last time or like something. Like seventy second, like verse? the last, the very last one. Okay. I think you do with that one. Okay. You okay. ready? Are you going to introduce me? Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and enjoy this special presentation with her rendition of "Oh My Darling Clementine," Bessie the Bard. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Sing along if you know it. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> in the cavern, in the canyon, excavating for a mine, dwelt a miner, 49er, and his daughter, Clementine. Yes, I loved her, how I loved her, though her shoes were number nine. Herring boxes without tops is 
sandals were for Clementine. Drove the horses to the water every morning just at nine. Hit her foot against a splinter, fell into the foaming brine. Ruby lips above the water, blowing bubbles soft and fine. But alas, I was no swimmer, so I lost my clementine. Oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling Clementine. You were lost and gone forever, dreadful sorrow, Clementine. When the minor 49er soon began to peak and pine, Thought he oughter join his daughter. Now he's with his Clementine. In a corner in the churchyard where the myrtle bows entwine. Grow the roses in their poses fertilized by Clementine. In my dreams she still doth haunt me, robed in garments soaked in brine. Though in life I used to hug her, now she's dead, I'll draw the line. How I missed her, how I missed her, how I missed my Clementine. So I kissed her little sister and forgot my Clementine. Now you Boy Scouts, there's a moral to this little tale of mine. Artificial respiration would have saved my Clementine. Yay! <laughs> So, so the, the the story is is he fell in love with Clementine, even though she, her feet were so even big. though she had real big feet. Her feet were so big, <laughs> she had to wear boxes for shoes. And then yeah, somebody she, just got the girl some good footwear. Man, she was out there bringing the horses to the water every day. Been fine, but yeah. because of her big feet, she tripped over something and f- uh, fell over over a piece of wood mm. and fell into the ri- into the river or wherever. And, and tri- her boyfriend watched her die. And watched her die. And, and then, then and then her father killed himself to be with her and yeah. then he just said, Okay, I'll just go out with a little sister. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll just kiss her grieving sister and forget all about the woman I loved. That's it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look I it. wonder if the little sister had big feet too. Look at to be clear, the average lifespan back then was like thirty two. So he mm. I mean, he had to get to work. True. He, you, know. you got a point there. <laughs> that was great. Thank you for doing that. I love <laughs> so that. Ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. I love it. That's uh, folks, that is essentially our life, just so I you know. I counted up and I think it was five to two of ones you got right. Really? Yeah. So I did pretty well. I gave you points for the two gray areas, little Jack okay. Horner and uh Well that, that means the well, other that, one. that means I couldn't lose those two, so Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I love you. Thank you. I love you too. <laughs> I'm gonna set you up to succeed, babe. Great, perfect, great. <laughs> 
<laughs> Anything else? I think that's it. All right, guys. We have one constant on this podcast, and we call it the final three. Pew, 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 pew. All right, guys. These are the same three questions that we ask every episode, but because we're doing so many of these chit-chats with Bessie, we've <laughs> changed the first question. The first question is usually, how do you take your coffee? But for the chit-chats, we have turned that around to something... Consumable. Stop with the racket. I'm opening our well, I know that. balls. I know that, but... So, Stop that racket. Well, you'll wake the baby. <laughs> Clutch my pearls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we have turned question number one into the something consumable, and we have been talking about our snack ventures lately. Oh, I love a snack venture. Snack ventures are great. And we yes. have another one that we, we just got yesterday via Amazon. Yes. Yeah. All right, what do we got? I mistakenly called them froze balls last week, I was but all, they're I was called froze yeah, balls. I was all excited thinking we were getting some ice cream thing. <laughs> thinking, I know, right? Thinking of them as froze balls, I would think that it was fruit and booze, making froze, mm. but it's not. It's just fruit. It's an oddly named product. It is different. And I looked on there to see, sometimes they'll have like a story about where they came from and blah, blah, blah. Nope. Thought maybe there was like a clever pun with fruits, but nope. there's not. Okay. Anyway, so there is nice packaging, real nice box. Yeah, really cool it. packaging. They are kosher, dairy free, gluten free, vegan, no added sugar, and no preservatives. Mm. So they'll probably taste like the wilderness. All the good stuff is out <laughs> of them. All right, but worth a try. They're cute little packages. They come in a package of five fruise balls per okay. pouch. It's a weighty little thing. Yeah, I think it's they're like little the, energy balls. It's about the size of a gumball. Yes. I would say. Like you a medium-sized gumball. Yeah, like you put the quarter in outside the grocery store and you get this thing. Yeah, it's about that if size. If a quarter was a sphere. Yeah. This one that we're, we're going to try two of them today. No, not a quarter. I see you put the quarter in the machine and you get the gumball. Well, I know what you're saying, but I'm saying something else. Oh, okay. Which one is this? We can say two things. Which one is this? This one is lemon cheesecake. Lemon cheesecake. Let's give I it a try. I gotta say, of all of them, this one intrigues me the most. Same. Same. All right. Give it a try. Here we go. Mmm. Lemon right away. Yeah, punch of flavor. Whoa. Mmm. These are great. It's delicious. The lemon's really nice. Mm -hmm. Very good. Much more lemon than in the fig bars. What else is in this? Is there coconut in there? Mm-hmm. Woo! Strong it's, lemon. It's a, it's a little fragrant. No, I love it. It tastes a little bit like flowers. This is what I want when I get lemon flavored stuff. I want to taste yes. strong lemon. I agree totally. I can't find where else. But there is something in there that tastes like I'm eating like a wild flower. The lemon is really nice. I like that it's compact. I'm digging it. It's good. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's okay. From zero to ten, I'd give it a six. Um, I wouldn't want to eat them in bulk. I'll go with, uh, I'll say seven. Okay. Which is very good. This one that we're comparing it to is salted caramel. All right, here we go. You got Should that? have had a palate cleanser. I know, right? You got that, Clementine? <laughs> All right, here we go. Maybe I'll be Clementine for Halloween and I'll get herring boxes without topses. Oh. 
I taste caramel, but not really salt. But it's delicious. Mm. Yeah, these are good. Mm. I think I slightly prefer the lemon. So I'm going to give these a five. I'm going to stick with seven. As far as their bulkability, Mm. I don't think I would want these in bulk. No. The Maxine's Heavenly, I would eat by the truck full. I might like these more than the Maxine's Heavenly. What? I don't know. Don't listen to that, you guys. That is complete sheer sacrilege. (laughs) Maxine's Heavenly cookies are the best snacks I've ever had. Wow. Yeah, they're a 10, and I'm stingy with my 10s. You are. They're a freaking 10. They're a 10.2. To be clear, guys, she only gave me a 6, so. Well, there's room for improvement. (laughs) (laughs) question number two is what is the last movie you saw either at home or in the theater and without any spoilers do you have any thoughts well we haven't seen anything in the theater until later tonight we're going to the drive-in we're going to the drive-in tonight oh i'm excited We're, we're seeing a double feature of beetlejuice and gremlins like how fun is that the other side and the other screen we were going to go see the evil dead and the evil dead 2 but it's a little stingy. It's a, it's a little bit. It's like it, black pepper for the brain. It is. Yeah. But we're really excited. But anyway, we'll get back to you about our drive in experience. This should be fun. Yeah. Anyway, we made a little Sammy. We're going to yeah. have some. No, by we foods. made a little Sammy. Once again, one of us put a lot into this trip. And the other I woke one up is me. so excited. I know you did great. So anyway, we did see a movie. We just watched. Yeah, we did. Oh, I was just joking, by the way. There's no room for improvement with you. <laughs> You're a 10 of 10. No, I'm not. You're as great as Maxine's right. Heavenly. <laughs> Thank you. That's very nice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just the other night, we watched oh, yeah. Ready or Not, the movie Ready or Not. Yeah. It was that fun. Was good. It wasn't really what I expected. I'm not, again, I'm not going to give any spoilers. It it started off how I expected, but then it, it went in kind of a different direction but mm-hmm. I really, it was a lot of it fun. It was exactly what I expected, and I'm glad. The reason for that and everything was what you thought it was going to be. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought the trailer gave away, oh, you know, but okay. but it really doesn't. There's not really a way to spoil it, I guess, unless you said the like what exactly happens at the end. Yeah. Because watching it go through its motions was fun and entertaining it was a lot of fun i like the way that they balanced the gore with the the humor yeah there was you could see some of these like sudden deaths coming from a mile away right it was still amusing and it was shot well and it was a lot of fun you know what i don't understand anytime you mention either this movie or knives out people are they they, are comparing them and they really aren't anything alike well i think they came out very similar time frame they did. wise. They did. So they just, they feel like sister movies to me. I guess, yeah, but they're, they're I don't really know why. nothing alike. Yeah. I love Knives Out. That was a lot of fun. Okay, question number three is, do you have a local small business that you would like to give a plug? I do. Okay. Very local, very small. Very small. In fact... This sh- checks all the boxes, and I'm so, I usually just kind of veer on the edge. Right. This, I'm right there in the middle with the rules. I'm proud of myself. Yeah. A friend of mine, Janet Blake, is opening a home bakery. She's making bagels and doing a home delivery service. Yeah. Holy moly. 
I'm so lucky that I got on board being a taste tester from the beginning. She was dropping off How bagels. How the heck did we get so lucky? I mean, like a variety bag of bagels saying, just try these. Try let me know, let what, me you know think. what you think. And, and then drive away. And they have gotten, <laughs> they, they were great to begin with. They've gotten even better. They were great from the first bite. Yeah. But watching things evolve, the consistency, the rise, the shape. The flavors, she so has a whole list of flavors. Uh, so she's been working really hard at getting licensed and all that. So she just got cleared by the health board and it should be very soon that they have a grand opening date. So it's a little premature uh, as far as a plug goes, but we've been tasting her products all along and they're so good. spot on. Did you get the name of the so company? So comforting, comforting. Oh, the name of the company is, that would be helpful, Comfort Bagel. Yeah. So keep an eye out. I've tagged them a couple times in posts on my personal Facebook, but maybe we'll add them something on the Yeah. Chat. Oh, we will. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. Very good. Yeah. She dropped off the other day and it was a jalapeno cheddar Man. and the other was just regular jalapeno. They were amazing. Amazing. Folks. We did grilled cheese sandwiches on bagels. Yeah, we did. <laughs> like we how did. How decadent is that? We did. So good. That's disregard great. Disregard for health. Complete disregard. Out the window with it. Yeah. Oh, it was worth every bite. Oh, so <clears throat> good. So good. My it's like local- a cozy fireplace in edible form. <laughs> true. Very true. <laughs> My local small business is the Agawam Cinemas. That's yeah. over in Agawam, Massachusetts. I go on family cinema. Family cinema. That's right. I go on family cinema. Get the family in there. That's right. This is the theater. It was called the Agawam Twin Cinemas when I was a kid, and this was back in the day where it was okay to give a kid a few bucks, (laughs) and when he was like eight years old, and have him walk like a mile and a half to the movies and walk back home. You could do that back then, but and I've I've actually spent a lot of time and effort tracking down movies that I saw in that theater. The majority of them terrible. But all these ones from the, you know, when I would, but that's where I saw Bugsy Malone the first time. That, oh, wow. Yeah, it was there. Yeah. So fun. A three fantastic Superman. We saw that there. I just, a lot of fun. Yeah. So the current owner a while ago, a few years back, started a, did a Kickstarter type thing for it and you, where you would get different packages, like a season pass for a year or, you know, yeah. certain whatever. And opened it back up, and they did a great job, and and we've been a couple times, and it's it's it feels like you're going back in time and going to a small theater. It's because, so great. Yeah, you are going to a small theater. Yeah. Two small theaters and super small. Super, I love it. I There's love it one there, person so. that's running the ticket booth and also doing concessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. And then going and starting the movie. Yes. And yeah, yeah. It's so... It's and so they stand there and reel the reel the whole time manually. I don't think that's, that happens. And with their left hand, they're selling concessions and yes, hanging yes. things up. Well, he's using his foot. He's sitting right there. Right foot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so great. when they did that Kickstarter, I did the year... Right. The year, whatever it was, the right, the bundle deer, bundle deal. <laughs> wow, the bundle deal of the year of free movies. Guess how many movies I saw that Two. year? Two, zero. zero. I never used it. That's Why? Right, Should have used it, but it's cool. I, I think it know. was like the week after it expired. I went, of course. Isn't that the way yeah, it no, goes? No, no. I think we went, and for some reason you couldn't use it because yes. it was Star Wars. Yes, you know, that's we're not what using it was. these for Star Wars because they knew it was going to be a big money, right? Yeah, for them. So, but they, when, when they released one of the Star Wars movies, they were able to get it the same time as 
the bigger theaters around here. Yeah. And they did a whole thing. They had people coming in costume. They had like stormtroopers there and people, yeah. in, you know, so kind of cool. They're, they're doing a great thing over there, guys. So check them out, please. And we killed it today with our local business. I Bloods. agree. Totally. Totally. Killed it. Killed it. <laughs> like Bloody Mary style. Killed yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> we slaughtered it. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, please subscribe to Idle Chat Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Pocket Casts, and Podcast Addict. And don't forget to like our social media pages at Idle Chat Podcast, Facebook and Twitter. Keep an eye out for our giveaway post and post your gifts of uh, whatever funny candle thing you can find. Yeah, and they're yours. No catch. Right? Catchless. Right on. Thank you, everybody. Bye. See ya. See ya.